What is up, you beautiful bastards? It's your boy Strava Killer, aka Rabbi Can't Lose, aka Noah Kagan. In today's episode, we're checking up on the second batch of businesses we had in the Noah's Ark episodes. These episodes have been the most popular this year, where we work on businesses just like yours in real time and then find out the results. If you want your business featured in a future Noah's Ark episode, submit at okdork.com slash Noah's dash arc. That's okdork.com slash Noah's dash arc, and you'll get featured and torn down and torn up in a future episode. We're following up with Roz's Kitchen, where Matt had a solid following on YouTube, but he wasn't really sure how to properly monetize it. Let's just say I'm surprised with the results they got, and I knew I had to share them with you so you can use them for your own business. In this conversation, you'll learn three major things. Numero uno, what Matt is doing right now to monetize and grow his YouTube channel, and three, when and how to start planning your annual business goals. Enjoy those three things, plus a bunch more ear nuggets along the way. Enjoy. Before we jump into the conversation, the team here over at Sumo built this amazing new thing for Shopify store owners. So if you or one of your best friends runs a Shopify store, we built something that is an email marketing game changer. You don't have to hire email marketers, you don't have to spend a lot on software, and it does it all for you. Go check it out, fam in the Shopify store, or meetfam.com. Also, a special pre-show shout out to listener Camille of Poland. He left a review saying, Noah is one of the most practical business people today, and he's fun. I really appreciate it, man. It means a lot. I love every single one of you. And if you want to shout out in a future episode, just go leave a review on iTunes or wherever, and I check every single one of them. All right, now let's rip apart Roz's kitchen. Roz's kitchen. Well, things are working over here, so. Go on. Go on. What's well, been happening since uh, since we chatted? We had you had a lot of low hanging fruit. Yeah, we um, we talked about a lot of different things, and there was a lot of changes that got made. So I guess the positive is we set the financial goal and posted all over the house, and I was able to hit that two out of three months. Nice, man. October, I was just shy, and honestly, part of it was because I went away and things slid a little bit, but I was very close. So you put your goal. I love that. And you hit it most of the months, which is great. Yeah. So the changes were, I mean, there were a bunch of different small things that for sure helped out. So we added that watermark that you talked about onto all of your YouTube videos that you can do, where it shows in the bottom right corner. Totally. Make a little thumbnail that people can subscribe on. So the subscriber numbers are always kind of all over the place on YouTube anyhow. And I think May and June were especially slow. So after I did that, things did go back up to what I was hoping for, which is about 10,000 a month. I think we even got 12. Dude, hell yeah. After making that. So that was very nice and helpful to see. The other thing was get an Amazon Associates account going. Now, this one didn't work out as well, but it was still, I'll still count it as a, a positive because I was able to list all the camera gear I have and put up these Amazon links and People are always asking questions about that anyway. So it's only been making like 10, 12 bucks a month. But considering it's just a link and it's sitting there and it's just a copy paste kind of thing. And I maybe spent an hour putting my stuff together and linking it. You know, it's still up and there's nothing to say that in six months from now, someone's not going to buy a camera and that's going to be 500. Like you never know. So yeah, I don't know if it deserves the prime real estate. Like we were talking about how on each YouTube video, you can see basically two lines. Yeah. Show more. I don't know if it deserves that real estate compared to the Patreon or maybe something else, but it was interesting to see that. And I think when I go to Jamaica the next time and post an actual, hey, here's what I'm shooting with this month type video, 
when it's fresh and people watch that and see what I'm shooting with and they can click on it right there below, I'm expecting that to provide more, you know? There's a lot of things you did. Maybe what summarize maybe the biggest wins, like, hey, these are the things that made the biggest wins in the past few months. And, you know, which things, you know, didn't really make a difference. So it sounds like putting your, you know, the stuff that you're using didn't make that much of a difference. That one didn't make a difference yet, but at least it was still something. The watermark, I feel, did help push up the subscribers or at least get them back to where they should be. Big one we talked about was really prioritizing and doing the high value type jobs and not getting stuck in the smaller day-to-day stuff. So definitely a big win was I budgeted more for my guy that does subtitles to help me knock that off. I completely stepped away from doing any of any of the Instagram stuff and hired a former student of mine to post videos on Instagram. That was a huge win because it's a time suck on that, but it is beneficial as far as promoting products we have in the store or promoting each video and that kind of thing. And the Instagram's grown by like 20%. And outsourcing those things definitely helped me carve time to do more of the uh, important stuff. I definitely stepped up the videos too, because I have more time. So posting two, three times a week. How's your store doing? You kind of recommended or discussed promoting the store more. The store was interesting. It's kind of, it got a boost at first after I talked to you. I was doing more emails through MailChimp, like updates once a week kind of thing. I put a couple new products on there, just a couple new shirt designs. And initially that gave me a big boost and got the store up. But if I don't have anything new in the store, it kind of stays the same or drops. I think it just needs more, something more interesting to sell other than just merch. I know, because you talked, I think, about seasoning last time or like linking the seasonings in your video. Yeah, we were talking about products and yeah, still didn't pull the trigger on which one to run ahead with first. Did some research on that, though. We were talking about having the calabash bowls in the store. Had a connection in Mexico. So I was reaching out through that and it got sidetracked a bit just because the cost I thought I could get them for turned out vastly different than what my friend had told me. Okay. So... I think I actually need to go to Mexico and speak to this other kind of creator in Spanish. That one didn't quite work out for me, but sounds epic. What was your goal for revenue? 6,000. And then, so what were you doing before we kind of started working together? It's not from this, but just in general, what were you before? Yeah. In general, I'd say it'd be closer to like three, four on average. Dude. Yeah. So that was an absolute win. Bro, that's a big W. Really proud of you. Thank you. appreciate it. Are you getting more views on your YouTube now, which also gives more ad revenue too? Yeah, the ad revenues being able to go up because of it's interesting. It's like this kind of chain effect. So because I outsourced the Instagram and the subtitles and kind of have some automation stuff with the store, I'm spending less time on that, which allows me to create more videos, which obviously generates more revenue. So you've seen that kind of chain go up the chain and, and create more. The other thing has been very interesting, though, too, like there's a couple things that we I think we had briefly touched on. I was talking about getting sponsors and paid posts and that kind of thing. And the thing that put me over the edge of hitting the goal both months was that. So what was that? I get these emails and they're usually complete trash. Like, hey, sell my candy bag on your site and we'll give you a free bag of candy. I'm like, come on, we have like 350,000 subscribers. I'm not doing this for $5 worth of candy. But come on, you sure? There was, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a candy bag. I like candy. Uh, no, I'll send it your way if I, they send me some free shit. But this outdoor equipment, I think they're based in Germany, but they're called OutXE. They ended up sending me uh, just like a phone charger, travel charger, solar thing which is great when I'm in the field. So I'm like, yeah, I'd promote that. 
and then negotiated them to give me just a one-time payment to promote it kind of thing, which I just did on a live show, not even in Jamaica, which honestly, I was surprised they took that. I thought they'd want to see it in the field in a real type show, but they paid a one-time you know, fee to put that out. So that Wait, What exactly does that thing do? It's just like a charger. So it's got a panel on the back and it can charge your phone if you have a phone that can just sit on the top or whatever. And it's got two USBs and it's super rugged. It's got some rating where you can, you know, drop it in the ocean or throw it off a truck and it won't break. So why do you think they hit up you to, to promote that? I guess people just want numbers, you know, anyone who has any kind of audience, they're willing to promote it somehow. Seems but like a strange thing, you. right? Well, I told them, I'm like, look, I'm not in Jamaica right now. I'm literally going to be sitting right here where I'm talking to you. And telling a live audience during a show and, you know, sending them over to a Kickstarter campaign, I think it would have been way more dynamic. Like, hey, Moko, let's charge your phone. Let's see how long the solar takes. Let's throw it in the river, like really put it through the test and make it more interesting. But yeah, they were still willing to provide for that. So that was a cool one. And then the other one, this was an interesting one, too, because I'd been very you know, maybe trying to keep it real too much and be like, oh, I don't want to seem cheesy or have advertisers or blah, blah, blah. But this is just a, a VPN company. And I see they sponsor a lot of big YouTubers. And they hit me up in, I think, January. And I was like, nah, I don't know if I want to do that. And then finally, I just thought, you know what, I'm just gonna do a one month experiment and see. And this one, they did an affiliate style link. So I fit in a promo within a video when I was traveling in Jamaica and just said, Hey, while I'm traveling and I'm on the road, here's the VPN I use. Here's a link. You get, you know, 80% off in a free month, blah, blah, blah. And people clicked on that and I got some affiliate money from that one. So I guess one thing with that, which is awesome, is that like, how could you be more intentional? Like, how could you get the companies that you already do like? I think now that I've done a couple of them and I've kind of got my feet wet a little bit, that's what it is all about. Finding that brand that you really do love their stuff and you use already. And you can go approach them with a completely honest pitch and say, hey, I love your stuff. We've got this audience. I think it would fit. What do you think? Big opportunity for that one. I guess it's like, does that really align with your brand? And, you know, there's many ways to make money. I guess it's, you know, how do we all want to make that money? Here's the list of 20 companies I love that are related to my stuff or I'm using and it would make sense for them to pay me regularly. Well, that's why I was so on the fence about it, because our whole channel is very authentic. So to throw in some VPN thing just felt so off the charts. Like this doesn't fit. How the fuck am I going to get this actually sounding normal? They did send me a bunch of examples of other sort of travel type vloggers that did that kind of natural integration. And after seeing those, I thought, yeah, you know what? It's not that it's not that off for me to use this. Like when I travel, I do use that all the time. I'm literally in another country. I'm using this right now. Okay. It's not too crazy. The other ones that do suit more is I got hit up by a big uh, ganja grower in Jamaica that's opening a bunch of retail stores. So those are the ones that kind of fit a lot better. But because it's YouTube, I'd have to be real careful with the cannabis thing because it's not legal everywhere. But I do have a list of companies of stuff I really like, like Leatherman knives I always use. There's a couple clothing companies that I really like or even the camera stuff too. Any of them smaller, like the clothing brands? Any of them smaller? Yeah, there's one in Toronto here that sent me, uh, they do like merino wool type t-shirts and travel stuff. So they sent me a package. They haven't done any affiliate stuff yet, but I've been talking to them and they're sort of, you know, smaller. I think they're more of a team of five to 10 people rather than these huge mega brands. But well, I think those are the ones way easier to work with. Yeah, you can just get in on the ground floor or at least have someone to talk to directly that makes decisions rather than some down the chain kind of situation. But you know what was interesting too, Noah, is that after I did the one VPN, all my fears of, oh, people are going to think we're bullshit or 
were selling out or whatever thing I had made up in my head, no one cared. No one even mentioned it. It's just some people signed up. A lot of people watched the thing and didn't. People still liked and commented on the video. There was no one who was like, oh, I can't believe you're selling this VPN thing. So I totally thought there'd be some kind of negativity about it. But So for you, it's not even necessarily selling out or not selling out. I was just like, hey, I was willing to try something new. And then it's not as scary. Not scary, but you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, it's not that bad. Well, I thought it would be have more negative reaction. Not that I cared. Yeah, not, not scared, but at least, okay, I'm going to try this one month. If it's not worth it at all, or if I think it's cheapening it, then I won't do it again. It's just a one-time thing. The fact that no one mentioned it, I thought, okay. And the other thing was, as soon as other people saw that, I guess other brands saw that, and I got a bunch more incoming stuff. Like someone sending me a $1,000 e-skateboard from China. I'm like, this channel has nothing to do with skateboarding or any of that. Like, I guess we talk about surfing and skating here and there, but I'm like, hell yeah, I'll try your skateboard. You know, that'd be fun. Why not? I don't know. That's more like just like fun perks rather than actually building a business. But it was interesting to see just the incoming startup, even like some random speaker company or all kinds of stuff. And so how are you thinking about the end of this year and then like going into 2020? Right now, I'm thinking of still going along this experimentation tip. So another thing that we talked about and which was very helpful was when you mentioned to go and check out other food YouTubers, just kind of see what they're doing. And one big thing that they all do that I don't do is collaborations with channels that are a similar audience or at least something beneficial and they're related to trying to send each other traffic. So I've been talking to this other food vlogger guy who I think he's based in Thailand, but he's got like an audience of 5 million and they hit me up to talk about Jamaica stuff. Oh, that's cool. uh, So I'm like, yeah, you know what? I might not be in Jamaica, but I know a lot of people there so I can at least help them out and connect them. And I'm trying to get them to go hang out at Mako's for at least a day and have that as, you know, one episode even, you know, if he gets on another show with 5 million subs, that's awesome. You know, even if I just help them out with my Jamaica connections, who knows down the road, maybe it'll turn into something else. There's a guy who lives kind of close to me, like just outside of the city. And he does a channel called Caribbean Pot. And it's a really good show where he actually, not, not, not as in like smoking, but as a Caribbean uh, food pot. But he's a Trinidadian Canadian guy. He's got a channel. I think he's got half a million subs. And he actually teaches you how to cook. unlike we do, you know, with full on ingredients and lists and amounts and that kind of thing. So I hit him up and said, like, we're so close. We have very similar audiences let's do something. Maybe he'll come over to my place and cook something or I'll go see him. Like we're going to collaborate on something because he's so close and our audiences are so similar. I got a reggae band in England that helped me out with some music. And then I'm going to promote their, their like have a new music video coming out. So I'm just going to release it on our channel because you know, people are into that too. Collaborate on that one. And the other one is, well, this was kind of out of the blue, but someone from a major TV show that's coming out is, hit me up about Jamaica because they were looking online and couldn't find any real food stuff. They're like, you're the only guy doing real Jamaica food stuff. That's it's kind cool. of It's a major show that's not out yet, and I can't talk about any details or anything, but that was an interesting hookup. So I might end up, who knows, being like a associate producer or help them out in some way or whatever, but... The collaboration, I think that's my number one thing. That's what I saw other people doing. I was not. And it's really not that hard because it's beneficial for both people, right? And then do you have a goal? Have you started thinking about your goal for next year? I haven't started thinking yet. I got to get on that. But yeah, I mean, let's tell you for our business at, at AppSumo and, and the company, it's now November and we've probably spent three months working on it. 
which is pretty crazy that it's, you know, as, as your company matures and I'm sure other businesses spend like a year ahead, if not much further. So just something like, you know, as you keep progressing your business, it is good to get ahead of that. So you're not mm. coming into the new year be like, oh, what am I doing today? The other thing with your store that I was thinking about, your revenue now, like at a, a high level breakdown, what's the pie chart of your revenue? It's like how much of it comes from YouTube? I'd say like it's probably 70% YouTube now, maybe 20% store, and then 10% is the other kind of stuff I've been doing, the uh, paid placements or products or affiliates. So I guess there's two things to do, or two suggestions or thoughts, which is like how, I love your idea with collaboration because it's like, how, what could you do to double your YouTube revenue? Because that's already working, mm-hmm. right? Which I love your collaboration idea. It's like that and uh, maybe there's other things you'll think of. Then it's good to also have like sometimes double down what's working and then have a hedge. So if you know YouTube decides to do anything to you, you're not at their mercy. So with your store, my mind was going, if people don't buy it unless there's a new thing, how can you make it more limited quantities of what you already do have? Like as far as clothing, you mean in particular? Or yeah, like any- is there a way you could just have like one shirt a day or you just launch like three products a day and that's the only thing that like something where people really only buy it based on scarcity. Is there anything that you could do that you can make it like legit scarcity? You know, because you were saying it's based on new items. Yeah, I mean, there could be some limited edition type design that comes out. Um, I do have a friend of mine, John Cut, who has a, an amazing Instagram where he's just you know, one of those incredible designers and he puts out some new graphic every day. I really wanted to collaborate with him. What's his company called? I'm blanking now. His name is John Cut. His company is called, is it Paper Cut Design? I think he changed the name on it. But anyway, I was like, man, if he did a graphic for us, it'd be great for us to sell it in the store. We could split revenue and it would definitely get him a whole big audience because he's one of those guys that is amazing, but he's just approaching that 10,000 um, kind of followers mark. But he deserves, you know, a hundred times that easily. Dude, hell yeah. So you're trying to send mm-hmm. him like collab with him? Yeah. Just be like, hey, John, you want to do like a he's doing one post a day of, you know, some theme like can you do one graphic a day for us and we'll do a revenue split on all the merch and then we'll send you a ton of followers hopefully that like this stuff so i still do really want to do a product though and i know we talked about that last time but not that i've been slacking on it it's just been i've been experimenting with the other things to build the revenue before i go ahead and do a product like you said get the low-hanging fruit you have a lot too man yeah i mean the way that we're kind of at least looking at it is what's our goal right so and then what are the major strategies or initiatives that we want to do towards that goal this year. And for us, we've chosen three. We just have three. I mean, frankly, for you, it sounds like you're doing it. It's like collaboration, maybe your store, and then potentially it's like your own product. And so I think if you can break those down into, all right, well, these four months, I'll do one. These four months, I'll do another. These four months, I'll do the last one. Kind of easier to, to digest, you know, the changes. Yeah, for sure. And I'll add on there, keep on with this outsourcing thing as hard as it's been for me to kind of let go, I realized the only way I'm really going to get ahead is to keep on getting the creative part out to other people. So even if I'm firing off that rough cut to uh, someone else to do the final time consuming part. And it was funny, I was in Portugal, I think my girlfriend had just went home and I went out to dinner by myself in this tiny restaurant. There was no seats, I ended up getting jammed beside this couple from Holland, end up starting talking shit with them. Turns out he's like a video director there. And he's talking about how he doesn't do any of his own editing anymore. He's got someone outsourced. I think his he pays on salary. He's a guy in India. And they use this thing called proxies, which I heard about, but I, I don't quite have a handle on it because my whole problem with editing is how do you get all this high quality HD footage across yeah. the internet to people? It's a pain in the ass. It's slow. What do you do? Mail a hard drive? Like, oh, I don't want to deal with this shit. 
He's like, no, you just do it on proxies. I send it to my Indian guy. We both got access. It's so easy. So this random chance meeting got me thinking like, oh, I've convinced myself in my head that, oh, I just can't do this. The files are too big or you can't find anyone good for a good price. And here I am just randomly having a couple of beers with a guy who is doing exactly that. And he's enjoying himself in Portugal, like having beers. So it's possible. Proxies. I need to figure out how the hell this works. I need to get someone on salary. I need to find someone in India. Okay, good. I'll You're doing do great, dude. One thing at a time. You're doing great though. Never one thing at a time, but you know, you keep yeah, you're doing awesome, man. You're definitely, uh, you know, like Sam is, I like Sam. I don't know if he's putting in the work. And I think he's putting in the minimum amount of work, which is okay. Just, you Sometimes you get the minimum amount of results. Well, I was like, damn, if your goal is 150K and you're doing one hour a week, shit, I could. <laughs> I need to start selling Airbnb stuff. No, I mean, it's different also audiences. Like his audience is people looking for money making things versus your audience is, you know, looking for a different type of thing. I think there's money in, you know, almost anything we do. Just, I think for you, what I really admire is that you enjoy it as well. Like you enjoy, you know, promoting this guy. You enjoy teaching about Jamaican food and so forth. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I would have quit nine years ago if it wasn't enjoyable, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or if you told me how much work it would have taken, I would have, I would have never started. It doesn't get easier either. You just get, you know, higher level of problems. Well, it's nice to hear from you because it's like, like I said, I look up to you and people in your circle. So, and when I hear you talk about that, I'm like, Okay. Really, everyone's still in the game. You know, it's things are maybe at a different higher level, but everyone's dealing with the same or very similar problems, even at a high level. Exactly right. Everyone's struggling. I think that's something I, I have to remind myself when even when I'm feeling sad, I meet someone else and I'm like, oh, wow, other people that I work with, other people I meet in general are, you know, everyone's going through stuff. Your point, though, yeah, like find stuff that you're like, I can work on it for nine years. Like with AppSumo and, you know, the Sumo world, it's like we can promote products or give people tools to promote products. And we've been doing it 10 years now. And I think a lot of people want the results in a year or two years. And I think you should, it should show some promise. You know, like similar to Sam, I used, I had a website. It may even still be live. It's called freecalls2.com. Don't even look it up. <laughs> it's a blog of like shitty voice over IP sites. Now I was making like a few hundred bucks a month and I didn't really have to do anything. It's like, I don't care about that. So working on that or trying to, to really grow that, it was very easy for me to stop doing it. Versus, you know, promoting to people's stuff, promoting you, Roz's Kitchens, mm. and Sam. I, I like Sam as well. That excites me. Hell yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it. Like, I think that's it. I'm, you really, really do have to enjoy it. I'm at that similar part where I have another channel that I've been building slowly because I haven't had the time for it. But I'm hoping this whole outsourcing game is going to help me with that too. But it's interesting when I have a video that gets maybe a thousand views in a day on that, I'm so stoked. I'm like, oh yeah, look at this, like a thousand, like that's so awesome. And then on my other channel, on Ross Kitchen, if it doesn't get, you know, 10,000 within a couple hours, I'm like, oh fuck, this video sucks. Like I gotta move on. So that's really funny. It's interesting how the bar shifts so much. And I literally put up a video yesterday and I'm all happy because I'm like, oh, I got 1800 views in a day. Like that's so huge. But I don't know, I gotta... Keep it in context, I guess, you know, like what's the uh, other YouTube channel? It's called Earthly Eats. So why not double down on the main channel instead of doing a new one? It's exactly for that reason that I'm enjoying it now, but I'm already nine years in and there may be that time when I want to change it up and do something else. And this channel kind of fits all my other travel, fun, exploring and kind of food stuff. Not that I'm trying to like switch right away. I just want to have something kind of rolling. Yeah. If things change or if Michael wants to retire or who knows if things stop progressing on this channel for whatever reason. I do like that approach. I think one thing I would push back on potentially is like, could you have someone full-time running 
Mako and Raza's Kitchen. Because like if you treated Raza's Kitchen like a business, like there's no reason you couldn't have like product lines and have, you know, the clothing is bigger and, you know, someone's dedicated to really running up the score, which is what my buddy Andrew always tells me on something that's working. Absolutely. You mean business wise or the whole channel in general? It depends. Whatever you think will is better for you. But it's just something to maybe at least consider Especially if you're like, hey, I really like this side thing. What's interesting is if your home team isn't secured, the foundation, sometimes that makes it, that starts going down while you're doing the other side thing. It's hard. I don't don't know the right answer to it. That's exactly why I'm trying to get, build this little team around it. Like I got a girl handling all the Airbnb who's amazing. I got Cambria who's doing all the Instagram. I got Colin in Jamaica doing the subtitles. So it's like once I add a couple more people that can do the editing, I really would love to do that and kind of have it run without me a little better. The other channel is great because it's literally an excuse to travel anywhere. Like, oh, it's about travel and food. And like, what did I do recently? Like I did a vlog in Portugal where I went to the most Western point in Europe and explored this little beach. I did this thing where we went washing elephants in Sumatra last winter. So put that one up recently. I grew a clone in my backyard first time growing weed since it got legal. So I just did a video on that. Like, And are you cross-promoting it from your main channel? Yeah, I'm sending it some traffic there and doing some Instagram stories on our Ross Kitchen Instagram because there's definitely some crossover. Obviously not all, but there's yeah, definitely some fans that have come over. And we're I think we're about to hit 5,000 subs on the other channel, which is small, but I find once you get to that 5 to 10, that's when things start ramping pretty quickly. Dude, that's awesome. So, and then are you it's yeah. so interesting because your older videos in there have like 50, 40, 50,000 views on the uh, Earthly Eats? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so funny because yeah, I was, that's when I was I was living in New Zealand and my relationship exploded and I ended up living in a van. And to keep myself just sane, I was like, oh, I need to do something creative, even if I'm not working a ton right now. So I shot these sort of food travel type videos while I was there. So I had this video idea to start this channel years ago. I think in 2016, I put up the first one. So those have a lot of views just because they've been sitting there three years. So it's been one of those channels that I've had stuff shot for, but I haven't had the time to really edit it and put it out there. Yeah. It's shot nice. There's some pretty cool shit that I've got to do. It's just a matter of carving out the time or finding someone else to do all the editing for that one. It's almost easier to do that one because it's all in English. I don't have to find someone that knows Patois, right? I'll do all the shooting, all the fun shit, and I'm, I'm going to outsource all the editing to someone on Earthly Eats. That sounds about right. That's probably easier for real on that. Well, I'm rooting for you. I look forward to catching up in a few months and, and hear about your travels and adventures and see how the business goes. Thanks, Noah. You too. Right, the man. Thanks for helping me out and uh, congrats on your engagement. And we'll catch up in three months and see how everything's going with you too. All right, boss. That's a wrap. I hope you liked the episode. Go check out Roz's Kitchen on YouTube to show these guys some love. Next, text a friend you love them. Yo, dog. Let's go cycling in the Netherlands together. And before you go, let me know what you thought of the episode by emailing podcast at okdork.com. I check out the intros in every other email. Hit me with a good one. Hit me with your best shot. All right. If you did not, go check out FAM right now in the Shopify app store. You need to. FAM, if you have a Shopify store and need help with your email marketing, I help build this with amazing people. It FAM is your answer for your email marketing of your Shopify store. Go check it out. Final special thanks to Jason at podcasttech.com, as always, for making these podcasts sound so nice. And thanks to Sean, David, and Mitchell of the Dork Team. And a special shout out to Steinberg. You know who you are. You're the man at Suma this week. Appreciate everything you do. What's your favorite cake?